Good morning. It's time to wake up, y'all. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Show. We're here weekdays, 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 Central to 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central. Available on Google Android, Apple iPhone, Facebook Live, and Periscope Twitter. Tap that Armchair Quarterbacks app. Take us anywhere you go. The Armchair Quarterback Show, your first choice for Southern Sports Talk. Good morning, Mr. Justin Waller. Good morning. I don't know much, but I know one thing. It should be our last weekend with political ads. Enjoy. <laughs> I don't know much, but I know one thing. We had to wait a few extra minutes for Justin, but it was well worth it. I was not expecting this, man. That is a great costume. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks. <laughs> It's almost time, kids. The clock is ticking. Be in front of your TV sets for the horathon. And remember the big giveaway at 9. Don't miss it. And don't forget to wear your masks. The clock is ticking. It's almost time. Happy after Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Happy after Halloween, Super Armchair. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. The All-American Man. Hey, howdy, hi. Top of the morning to you. Oh, yeah. It's Halloween Show Edition. Man, I'll tell you what, Justin. I can barely talk. This mask is slamming my jaw shut. Dude, I can't even see because I didn't put my contacts in. (laughs) <laughs> I can't wear that costume with my glasses, so you look good to me, man. And uh, Tony's got the scariest one of all. He's running the University of Florida shirt. How are I you, Tony? Say, I don't know if I feel underdressed or overdressed, one of the two. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to make it a whole two hours of this, this mask, man. This thing is just chomping me down. I actually got this thing in uh, Mexico. Uh, that, that doesn't look like it. That doesn't look like it, quote, sweats well. <laughs> It's a Mexican wrestling mask, man. It's Tennessee Titan edition. I, got I, I, I think I see the blurry resemblance of a uh, Titans logo on the side. That could be the lack of perspective. Yeah, yeah, it's the Titans. Somehow you have to tighten up. Anyways, it says Titans. I think the logo... Sounds like yeah. you're tightening up in that mask. Yeah. Mac would stand up, but he's not wearing any pants. <laughs> that's a whole part of the costume, or at least that's what they told me when I bought it. Donald Duck underneath that. We could only afford half of it. Let's just see what the bottom half of this one costs. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> okay, we'll we'll go on to the regular music because I don't think I can talk over there for, for, for an entire segment. Uh, plus, I don't want to freak everybody out. Okay, here we go. Um, let's go ahead and get into uh, what's first and foremost uh, the the game last night. Obviously, the. Uh, Falcons and Panthers, we won't spend a whole lot of time on this, but uh, to me, what happened there was Teddy Bridgewater kind of showed us why we always had some questions about him, and he's just not a quarterback that you can lean on. You have to have the full nine yards. I I think if CMC plays the game, they win the game, but he made some mistakes. Also, for whatever reason, beginning of the game, they just could not stop Julio Jones and they exploited that and the Falcons didn't put up a whole lot of points which they typically have to do to win but they did just enough 
Justin, you're the big Panthers fan. What say you? Yeah, the defense still just isn't where it is. Uh, but it was a bend, don't break afternoon. They kept them in the ball game. Um, I mean, they, they allowed the Falcons or made the Falcons kick field goals uh, rather than score touchdowns. So uh, kudos for that and having an opportunity there at the end. You know, as many as uh, field goals was made last night, uh, the Falcons had to still be uh, puckered up a little on that final drive when they missed the extra point to make it a nine-point game. And uh, Bridgewater gets the ball back and, you know, instantly hits more about midfield. So, you know, it was a here-we-go-again moment, but uh, they hold on, they get a win. Uh, pretty good, two and 16. Tony, did you get a chance to watch much of it? Yeah, I caught some of it. I think the biggest takeaway for me was kind of like what Justin said, the Falcons finally closed out a game and then also a, a brutal loss for the, the Panthers who were, uh, you know, looking looking to get close to 500 and, and maybe uh, get something going in their in their division, but uh, off or not. And now, you know, you lose a game in the NFL, all of a sudden you're two weeks behind, especially this time of year. Yeah, and it's, it's going to be a rough one for uh, – uh, the the Panthers because they lose a game that they should win if they're going to make the playoffs takes them to three and five makes it really difficult now going forward you have to figure that bare minimum you've got to go at least six and two down the stretch which is going to be tough uh, I think I think I think Matt Rule's doing a fine job don't get me wrong but that is just a game that you absolutely have to have so now we move on from that the uh, the uh, the Panthers will try to pick up the pieces next week and they should have. You know McCaffrey back by next week, which is of course, I mean that offense goes through him. And you know someone who also was strangely quiet last night. So so Samuel goes off, and Samuel has had has the big numbers, but uh, I don't remember seeing much. Uh, I'm pulling up the stats right now, but I don't see remember seeing much of Robbie Anderson, which they had led had uh, leaned on quite a bit. He had five catches, 48 yards, and that's and then it wasn't until that final drive that DJ Moore even caught a pass. So you gotta find a way to get him involved. Um, yeah, I mean uh, the Falcons did a good job taking away the two outside threats, and uh, I think that's where Samuel found his exploitations last night. All right, well, let's go ahead and take a really quick break. When we come back, we'll reset a little bit and we're gonna talk about uh ghost stories. In other words, games that broke your heart as a sports fan. We will be back in a flash here on the Armchair Quarterbacks, assuming that I can find the uh, controls around here. You're very lucky that you're with somebody as resilient as Frank Reynolds. You tried to off yourself two times in the last 24 hours, Frank. Here in St. Augustine, Top Gun Supply is the friendly gun shop. Top Gun Supply stocks a wide range of firearms. They buy and sell used guns. Top Gun Supply at 525 State Road 16 in St. Augustine. The friendly gun shop. A proud sponsor of the Armchair Quarterbacks. Sing along with us. ACC football covered like no other here on the Armchair Quarterback. Against the blitz, touchdown Florida State! Rock Preston scores the touchdown, and now it's Bowden's decision, and he sends Mowry onto the field right away. Danny Connell is the holder. Mowry ties it! This game is over. A 31-31 tie. A 31-31 tie. A deep throw by Lawrence. A lot of contact. 
Justin Ross broke free from it. He's down in the end zone. Touchdown, Clemson. Justin Ross, a freshman wide receiver, big, rangy. And Trevor Lawrence knows, throw it up against that single coverage, give him a chance to make a play on a 50-50 ball. If you're a fan of the ACC, pull up an armchair. You're home. At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, Good night. there's a lot of meetups, eat-ups, and hurry-ups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. In engines that continuously use Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gas. And see full terms and conditions at FuelRewards.com. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Ladies and gentlemen, the director of the Mercury Theater and star of these broadcasts, Orson Welles. We know now that in the early years of the 20th century, this world was being watched closely by intelligences greater than man's, and yet as mortal as his own. In the 39th year of the 20th century came the great disillusionment. Near the end of October, business was better. The war scare was over. More men were back at work. Sales were picking up. On this particular evening, October 30th, the Crosley service estimated that 32 million people were listening in on radios. Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks. So that clip you're hearing from the radio broadcast, I always like to do this on this date. That is now the it is now the uh, 82nd anniversary of Orson Welles' famous War of the Worlds broadcast that freaked out the entire country. You got to realize back then there was no television. Radio was the only thing that anyone listened to at the time, and they started out a broadcast. It was an hour-long broadcast, and they and they kept acting like that they were doing a broadcast and going to music in a symphony hall or whatnot. And they kept breaking in and interrupting that with the breaking bulletins of what what later would be called called the War of the Worlds: aliens attacking America, aliens attacking the world, even into Canada and whatnot, because they knew that the broadcast would reach that far, and. So nowadays, everyone could laugh and scoff at such a thing, but back then, people freaked the hell out, and they had to come in at the end. And of course, they tell everyone that you know it was just a hoax. Happy Halloween! But they had people like literally flipping out because a lot of people turned off their radios and started they're you know, jumping in their bunkers and everything. So uh, just eighty-two years ago, um, I, I I can't imagine what I mean. I guess you would have to get. Uh, CNN and Fox News and on the hoax to do something like that nowadays. And there'd probably be all kinds of lawsuits if you did it today. But uh, anyways, we move on. Um, Tony, uh, talking about ghost stories and uh, when it comes to sports, basically games that broke your heart and wanted everyone to you know share one. I'll, I'll share a few today. Uh, Justin and I will do a couple more on the other side of the hour. But 
Johnny, I want to start off with you because uh, I'm interested. I'm, I know it's going to be Florida Gator related, but I'm interested to see what game it is that broke your heart and where you at it, or you know, where were you when, when if you weren't at it, where were, were you when you were watching it? Um, I'll give you my second place one first, and I'll give you my first place one, and, and Justin will like my my first one. Um, the the second one's the the game against Nebraska in '95, and, and we weren't there. We were watching at the house uh, here in Jacksonville, but. Um, to be honest, the, the blow from that one got softened when, when we ended up winning it the next year. It was just it was tough to watch guys like Doring and um, that senior class, Jason Odom, Dexter Daniels. It was tough to watch those guys kind of go out like that and, and not get the, the national championship. But um, I, I still think the, the toughest one for me was the 2001 Tennessee game, um, which was played in December uh, because of 9-11 and uh, really cost us a lot. cost us a trip to the Rose Bowl possibly, especially after Tennessee – absolutely choked the next week against LSU in Atlanta. Um, cost us trips to the Rose Bowl. We would have maybe gotten our brains beat out by Miami, but but who knows? We're pretty good on offense that year and won every game that Ernest Graham played in at running back. And then it also ended up being Spurrier's last game uh, at the Swamp as he uh, called it quits uh, after the Orange Bowl that year and, and went to the Redskins. So I think, I think that's the toughest one. But, you know, like all of us, you follow sports long enough, there's – you could probably give about five or ten of them that are that are uh, worth mentioning. I love the backhanded compliment. Choke <laughs> to you, Nick Saban at LSU. Yeah, okay. You, All you, right. you went from you know Tennessee broke our heart, great game, then they just choked and blew it. They're just yeah, worthless. I think, I think next they were week. too busy directing the band still in Gainesville to, to focus on LSU for the next seven days. So it was all for naught. All I know is it just sounds like a familiar story. So get ready. <laughs> Uh, Justin, Bucky Top's waiting for you this December. <laughs> Justin, what about you? Uh, ooh, man, this one's tough. I, I, I came with three, so I, I, I'm just going to go with the most recent one right now. I, it's probably the lowest on this list, and uh, I'm going to go with the 2019 NLDS Game 5 Cardinals-Braves, the 10-run first inning. There is nothing more painful than that as a Braves fan, and I thought I'd seen a lot of pain. Blowing a 3-1 lead to the Dodgers this year was bad but uh, in the NLCS, but uh, that 10-run slacking before my team ever got to pick up a baseball bat just uh, demoralized me forever. Uh, I'll, the, the, the first one I'll talk about today and, and then we'll move on to some college football talk, uh, pretty much, man, number one with a bullet, anything that ended with wide, right. If you say wide, right, it still cuts like a knife to freaking Florida state fans. And the first one was the worst. Yeah. You know, there, there were a couple that have been overblown because we were not going to play in the national championship. The first one, uh, we definitely do. But I'm going to tell you right now, with that being said, I think the one that hurt the most as a kid growing up, this was pretty wide right, but it was Miami Hurricane involved, was in 1987, Florida State had a huge lead on Miami, 19-3, I think it was. Miami came roaring back, scored. And back, and back then, you didn't score as easily as you do nowadays. They came roaring back, they scored. 1,600 answer points to make it 1919. Took the lead at 2619. And then Florida State somehow mustered up enough gumption to get it together, go the length of the field, score the touchdown. And had they kicked the extra point, 
everyone believes they would have put Florida State in the national title game because this game was played in early October. And back then, it, it don't even think about, well, yeah, but if, if you played for a tie, that was a, it was a different mindset back then. And people believe that if he would have kicked the extra point, tied the game, Florida State plays for and wins the national title that year in 87. Uh, Miami ended up beating uh, Penn State that year. But Florida State was a much better team. They just had a bad quarter. He went for two, and the ball got tipped in the back of the end zone. Uh, I I mean, I could see that thing in my damn nightmares, Uh, you know, like it was yesterday. I didn't understand the play call at the time. Tight end, double teamed in the corner of the end zone. Almost what you would call an old fade pattern today, but uh, you know that didn't really exist in the in the language. And I was just remember being so distraught. Part of me says he should have kicked the extra point. The other part, I just wanted to to get you know to win the game. And I had a buddy that I used to walk to school with as a kid at that time, and he's a damn Miami Hurricane fan. And I had to listen to his crap. From, I think I think it was a two or three mile walk. It, it, it probably wasn't three. It's was probably about two miles uh, that we walked every morning and have to listen to that crap all the way to school and all the way back. It's a miracle that kid didn't end up in the woods. <laughs> so I think that's the one that hurts the most. Uh, but when 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 people think of Florida State Miami, they do think of wide right, and wide right does suck as well. Um. College football this weekend, Tony. The Gators are finally back. Was it seven thirty on uh, an SEC network? I think. Uh, yeah, it's seven thirty on like <laughs> SEC alternate. I, since the game was moved, I think they already had a primetime game on regular SEC network. So it'll be, be like ESPN Plus. I, dig a little, yeah, just got to dig a little bit deeper to find it. Yeah, it depends on what your provider is, but if you have ESPN Plus, you, you'll get it easily. Yeah. If you don't. I know DirecTV always had the alternate channels. I don't know if Comcast does, and I don't know how else you, you watch. And as far as with YouTube and whatnot, I don't know how they'll do it. So I'll probably, I'll probably just not even play the game and, and go to ESPN Plus and not try to look it up. But yeah, Seems like that's the best way. It's disappointing. I would have liked that game earlier in the day so it didn't coincide with the Penn State game because I really want to watch this Florida-Missouri game, but... What say you uh, on the actual game? You're, you're preaching to the choir. I, I don't. I mean, it's Halloween night. We give out candy and all that kind of stuff. And but obviously, you know, this year we're we're headed down. But I'm I'll be down there in the morning. Got to come back here. Take a, probably take a nap for a little bit, and then and then head back down with with my dad and, and Mary. So uh, it'll be a long day on the long day on the roads. It'd have been much easier if it was like three thirty or so. That would have been perfect. Uh, what are the keys to the game and uh? Quick prediction. Um, I've got Florida like 41-38, kind of a similar game like the, the A&M game. I, hopefully in, you know, three weeks, the defense has kind of figured out how to get in somebody's way every now and then. And, um, you know, Missouri, it's, uh, you know, they, they try and play. Uh, it depends on how the game flows for them. Like against LSU, they were trying to match LSU's tempo, you know, go up and down the field. And then against Kentucky, they played ball hog, and, and Kentucky didn't get to run a bunch of plays. So, um, it, it, you know, it all kind of depends on what we're able to do on, on defense. Um, they're, they're not all that overwhelming at wide receiver, but we're not all that overwhelming at, at cornerback right now. And, um, but we, we do finally get Kyrie Campbell back on the defensive line. We've been waiting for that for a long time and he's just one player, but, um, he is a key cog in that, uh, defensive line up front. So 
hopefully that'll uh, hopefully the line can do something against Missouri and, and help out the linebackers and, and the, the DBs a little bit too. But I, I just, um, you know, I think, I think Travis will have a nice day. I think uh, the usual pits will have a nice day. I think, uh, I think we'll be able to run the ball a little bit too. So um, offense, I would think would be fine. It's just if the defense can get Missouri off the field once in a while. I saw a couple of pundits yesterday taking Missouri in the points. I, I would not suggest that. And I'll tell you why. Florida hasn't played in two weeks. The last game they played, you know, left a sour taste in their mouth. I think they're going to come out and hit the ground running. Missouri's not a very good team. They got a decent defense, uh, but all in all, they're they're not that, that that formidable of opponent. And I I just see, I foresee Gainesville uh, for the fans that are allowed in there to be rocking. And I think I think Florida hangs. I'm saying thirty eight to ten. Justin, what do you say for uh, for a score? I mean, I think it'll probably be a slow start out of the first quarter, but after that, I mean, Florida just matches the accelerator. They, it's like you said, they want to get that bad taste out of the mouth. Uh, I don't think it's as close a game as Tony says, but I, I can see why he's a little hesitant. So, Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how we go as far as, uh, you know, I've been using Notre Dame as an example for the last few weeks, and they finally kind of took the lid off last week and got going, but um, – you know that the kind of the rust build up. I am like you, I, Mac. What you were saying last week, like at least you have a game before Georgia to get um, you know to knock the rust off. And I mean, really, honestly, Georgia's the only game the rest of the season that that matters. If you lose the Georgia game, then the rest of the season kind of goes to pot. So here we go with that again. See, Missouri got steamrolled by that Tennessee offensive line. So you should go in there and just mow them down, right? You would think, yeah, yeah. And then you ain't got to worry about December. We'll find out about that. <laughs> I knew that was coming as soon as you said the only game that matters is Georgia. I knew I could see, even through the Tennessee disguise. Tennessee might not win another game, but they're getting I mean, the one in December, baby. Even through the disguise, I can me. see Justin's eyes rolling. Here we go again with this. Don't for worry the, about Tennessee crap. For the for the purpose of bigger goals, the Tennessee game doesn't matter if we lose to Georgia, but it definitely matters as far as I don't want to hear a bunch of crap. <laughs> oh, you'll hear a bunch of crap. Oh yeah. <laughs> You I might plan that. a vacation that next week if uh, down there in the <laughs> we just need Garantano to we just need Garantano to hold tight at quarterback and hold down the fort. <laughs> yeah. I got a funny feeling if Tennessee upsets Florida, Justin's gonna be knocking on your door that following Friday morning to do a side by side show with you. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be worse than that. I'm gonna be getting a quote in person. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can both fit on the Zoom call. We'll have to try it out. So, but uh, yeah, it's, what you uh, got to do is figure to, out where they have a game. You got to figure out where Tony is sitting in his house and over his shoulder where that window is creeping with that clown costume, but like have a Tennessee wig on <laughs> more like a devil, devil costume. <laughs> oh, I've got to get up to uh, change it from uh, cool clown to creepy clown. So I just got to find it in the attic. <laughs> That sounds like a really good franchise for a movie. Cool clown, uh, cool clown to creepy clown in the attic. It's on one of them alternate channels you boys were trying to find. Yeah. <laughs> Whichever one the Gator games on Saturday, that's that's where that cool clown show will be on. What what gets me about that is that there's kind of some duds mid mid afternoon this this week. I, I would have liked to have seen that game on whatever alternate, whatever the hell they had to put it on, but put it on uh, mid-afternoon. Also, from the University of Florida standpoint, I, I'm sure the kids would have liked for the game to have been 
earlier so they could go out and go to Halloween parties, you know, afterwards. I mean, not, not that they're going to stop from going to a party if, if Florida wins or whatever, but uh, it's. Well, you can get that relapse so you can avoid that Georgia game, you know. <laughs> well, and they're not. I mean, you know, they're allowed to have about 17,000 or so. Their tickets aren't exactly flying off the shelf for, for this one either, so. The Florida Georgia um, I mean, game. I, I do like that it's at night. It'll 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 have a cool atmosphere to it. You know, night games always do. Um, Does uh, but, Florida uh, Georgia um, have they said how many fans? I think it's like I, I want to say it's like nineteen thousand total, or, or okay. somewhere between seventeen and nineteen. I think each school got about ten uh, eight thousand tickets, and then there's um, there's a certain number of tickets to go to. Um, Etc. People, but uh, yeah, there. It's it's different this year. Uh, if if you wanted to, you or if if you bought in, if you bought tickets to any of the games this year, you had the opportunity to buy Georgia tickets. Um, and then they mailed everybody a parking pass this year. They want everybody parking, not tailgating, but just parking on the actual grounds instead of people, you know, selling lot, you know, selling parking spots in their backyard downtown. So. Um, it'll it'll be much different, more of a just kind of you know games at three thirty, show up about two thirty, get in, go to the game, and then a couple much much different than most years. All right, brother. Well, I know you got to run. What is your walk off for the day? Uh, I think um, I'll be able to chat just for a few minutes, probably tomorrow morning. Um, but I think it'll be a fun day in the SEC. Georgia gets to play a kid that hasn't started a game yet for uh, Kentucky and Joey Gatewood, one of our, our local products here in Jacksonville. But uh, LSU Auburn should be a fun game. Uh, I think to watch whichever uh, whichever Bo Nick shows up. Uh, so it's not the greatest schedule on Saturday, but it's tough to complain. At least we got some football to watch. And 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 Trevor Lawrence, by the way, with with the uh, COVID thing, uh, it's it's awesome that that came that he, the test was actually on Wednesday. So he'll be through that ten day protocol before uh, uh, Clemson Notre Dame next Saturday. You got to think these things out. That's who right. knows Dabo. They should have said Monday just to you know just throw a couple ever uh, buffer days in there. Wait a minute. If it's well, I guess it is technically, isn't it? Okay, yeah. They'll find a way. He's not. There's no way he's not playing in that game. They'll helicopter him. If in they like do, Nick if, Saban. He, if if he doesn't play, then that, then that automatically gives Clemson a, rep- a reprieve when they meet each other in uh, December for the title right. game. Right when Clemson wins by thirty in the in Charlotte. Right. Wherever. All right, brother. All right, we'll see you. Doing? We'll see you tomorrow morning. Uh, I'm going to try to stretch my mask out a little more so I can freaking talk in the next segment. Uh, if, if y'all see me pass out and hit the desk, it's because it's, it's cut, cut me off like right about here, right about here. I've been waiting. We're need somebody to call in. <laughs> well, we're going to need somebody to call in. Remember, I don't have contacts or glasses on, so I have no idea if it falls over. <laughs> All right, boys. Take care. All right, brother. We'll be back in a flash on the armchair quarterbacks. The Armchair Quarterback Show, weekdays, coast-to-coast, Southern Sports Talk Radio. Find us on Facebook Live today and tap that Armchair Quarterbacks app. Your first choice for sports talk, live from the First Coast. Where it began, I can't begin to know it. Armchair Quarterbacks Radio covers the whole SEC the whole season long. Dobbs heaves it. They're bunched up in the end zone. It's tipped up. It's caught. It is caught. Jawan Jennings. Just to start the thing, first quarter at the Gita Bowl in Jacksonville. And Walker sticks to the right. Gets outside. The 35. Look out. He's 
past midfield, and he's got a blocker. Cuts to the inside. Herschel Walker. There he goes again. Straight up the middle. Touchdown. Delayed reaction, but Tebow got in. Oh, jump pass. How about that? Oh, my gosh. That looks like 1955. Holy cow. Are you kidding me? Armchair. Hey sports fans, football season is here and it's time to get in on the action. MyBookie.ag has more odds and props than anyone else in the industry. Using MyBookie is simple. Just pick your team, select your odds, and collect your cash. MyBookie.ag has proven to be the most exciting online experience for all sports fans. With the fastest payouts in the industry, there's no other choice than MyBookie.ag. Get in on the action today. Visit MyBookie.ag today. Join now, and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code SKIN to activate the offer. That's promo code SKIN. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. A proud sponsor of the Armchair Quarterbacks. It's time for you to put your own skin in the game. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks Show. We're here weekdays. Drive time? Find the Armchair Quarterbacks Show on Facebook today. I hold the microphone like a grudge. Give you a whole record so the needle don't budge. Lift up your shirt, son. I need an adult. I need an adult. You're not a shoplifter. You're just a fat kid. Hey, Tom, he's just a fat kid. Aren't you fatty? He's just a big old fat kid. Here's some chocolate fat, so. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. At 20 minutes before 8 central time, Professor Farrell of the Mount Jennings Observatory, Chicago, Illinois, reports observing several explosions of incandescent gas occurring at regular intervals on the planet Mars. The spectroscope indicates the gas to be hydrogen and moving toward the Earth with enormous velocity. Professor Pearson of the observatory at Princeton confirms Farrell's observation and describes the phenomenon as, quote, like a jet of blue flame shot from a gun, unquote. We now return you to the music of Ramon Raquello playing for you in the Meridian Room of the Park Plaza Hotel situated in downtown New York. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They're all together kooky, the Adams family. Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks. Justin, I thought uh, this song would be appropriate since I'm wearing Titans gear, the Adams Family. (laughs) Sweet. I like it. (laughs) Uh, Titans, man. They got a, a, a sneaky big game on the road this week going to Cincinnati. I think this is a big game for them because of the fact that if you lose two in a row and the second being to the Bengals, then you start questioning everything you built for you know, the first five weeks in. So this is a big game. They're only giving up six points. Uh, what say you in uh, how, how you think this game will unfold? Oh, this is going to be like a campaign event for the King. And uh, he's going to be out and about and tearing up that uh, – 
Bengals defense. I, I think that the Titans come out and just they, they don't get cute. They they pound 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 and uh, just just take over the line of scrimmage. And th- this is a running. Uh, the Bengals are a team that uh, statistically are in the bottom half of the NFL and. I don't see any other reason you need to get cute and funny about it. And you work your weapons into it, get Davis stretched back out and back in the game. Um, you, you still want to bring Brown along. He's nursing that knee slash hammy. I mean, he's had a couple different tweaks this year, but he, he's he's been playing, just limiting his practice. So work him back in, and uh, you got to get John O back into this. I think that was the biggest thing out of the last game is you didn't have the massive production out of Ferkser or Johnny Smith. And uh, you, you need to reestablish that. So by opening up the ground game, uh, they, they should be able to get that offense back rolling again. Uh, defensively, they're, they're going to have to score points on offense. Offense is going to have to win the game. Defensively, I don't think there's any – there's nobody that walked in the building that's going to play any different. Uh, they've still got a weakness out in their coverage, and they, they've got to find a way to limit that. And the easiest answer would be pass rush. But uh, right now they haven't been able to get pressure with down four. So – you're going to have to start scheming that. It could be something they do this week. We saw Dean Pease do that a lot in the past. Um, he was notorious for, for scheming. But the problem is when you scheme and you don't have a Logan Ryan outside no more, you put a lot of strain on your young secondary that's already been exposed. So it's a risk-reward, and you just got to find the right situations to play it. But uh, ultimately, I think this is going to be a monster day for Derek Henry. Moving on from those, uh, quick score prediction. 35-17. Wow, wow. Okay. I think I think they're going to struggle a little bit. I do think they get the win. I see more of like a 31-24 to 24 type of win uh, just because that defense has struggled so much that I think Burrow's starting to come into his own. I just – it doesn't look like Joe Mixon's going to play is what the fear for a lot of people have right now. So uh, with that being said, Giovanni Bernard is a is a solid running back, and they still have their, their other weapons out on wide receiver, especially the emergence of T. Higgins and what he's been doing. But moving on from that, um, I, like, I like Tennessee in a 31-24 game where maybe Cincinnati just I, – I just – I wouldn't take the points. I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be close. And uh, either way <sighs> – I when when a game like that on the road giving up seven giving up six I think six and a half is the last one I saw but I haven't pulled it up this morning it's going to get really really uh, close in the end I I would be a little sketchy about uh, taking the Titans minus the points I also wouldn't feel very comfortable about taking the Bengals and the points um, okay so we always have a lot of fun here on on the Halloween show and uh, the uh, the the first topic up that we're going to run off today is your favorite Halloween costumes. And since we have costumes on today, uh, this will be our belly up to the bar, so to speak, today. So this is what we'll be doing. Um, what are your favorite costumes that you've ever worn, whether you're a kid or an adult, whatever? Uh, well, one you're seeing today. Um that thing's you, awesome. That thing's uh, awesome. My, got, got a fancy little clown outfit going on. Um, my, growing up, my mom, uh, she, she loved to sew. She had an embroidery business, and uh, we always had fun at Halloween, so it was nothing. Me and my brother always picked out a costume. Mom made us one. Um, and so 
I've got a slew of them, but aside from my, my, my clown costume, I rock, and it's it's kind of funny and come full circle uh, today because my son is actually wearing this costume. Uh, it was mine as as a child, but uh, I have a Fled Flintstone. I'm oh, really? This thing's off. This thing's authentic. I mean, it's it's spot on. Tie the whole <laughs> shebang, ankle length. Uh, I guess it's a skirt, dress, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's it's spot on. And then my brother has a. Uh, I never got to wear this when I was I was older before these uh, started getting made like this. But he has got a Wolverine costume that I do. I, I, if you would have bought it, it would have been a two three hundred dollar costume. I was like, "Hey, mom, you got some skills." <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about the video. I mean, the uh, comic book character Wolverine, right? Correct. Not Correct. Sean, not Sean's Michigan Wolverines. Uh, <laughs> um. Although if I was going to do that, I'd just wear some khakis and go, who are you? I'm Harbaugh, baby. Let's go. Let's rock and roll. Um, so as a little kid, I got really excited. We always did Halloween as a kid. And I was usually some kind of superhero. My mom usually dressed me up as Batman, whatever. And as we all know, I never really got into that stuff. Uh, but it was an easy thing to, to give your, your son the superhero costume, right? Well, I got excited because one year... She let me, despite her objections, dress up like like an Indian because <laughs> I wanted to be Chief Osceola of Florida State. And so I, the whole nine yards, man, I had, I had authentic moccasins. The, like the whole nine yards, I was dressed up. I don't think we have pictures. We've talked about that, like whatever happened to these pictures. But the biggest thing I remember was, this is late 70s, early 80s. They had these little stickers that you put on the side of your face. And they were temporary, you know, uh, I say stickers, but more of like a, it was like a plastic that was supposed to be adhesive to your face. And man, what I remember getting so disappointed because going in trick or treating. And I mean, we didn't even get a block cause it was it, uh, unreasonably warm. We were in Florida and it was warm. It's actually cool outside today, which is awesome for kids going out trick or treating on, on Saturday. But I didn't even make it a block or so, and I started sweating, and the whole thing started falling off. So then we tried to take some 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 lipstick or whatever and rub it in my eyes, and that got worse because I was a kid and I was rubbing it all in my face. So I went from looking from from uh, Chief Osceola. By the time I got home, I looked like I was some kind of serial killer because I had blood ripped all you know, ripped all over my face. Um, as as an adult, normally I was working the restaurant business, so I, I could never wear anything with a mask because you would, which is ironic now saying that, but. Uh, because you're, you're trying to function, you know, whether I was serving, cooking, managing, whatever, you're trying to function. So one of my favorite ones that I ever did uh, was actually at the old Davy Crockett's in uh, Murfreesboro. I dressed up like Bobby Bowden, which was really easy. I just had to get that big goofy hat that he used to wear. And I found that thing. I, I still have it somewhere. And then just walked around in uh, khakis and an FSU sweatshirt. And I got a headset and stuff like that. Which, so all a lot of the customers had fun with that because they used to give me crap about you know being a Florida State fan. But I, I'd, I'd say my favorite one of all time, we did this twice. But mm -hmm. one year was much more funner than the other. Uh, uh, dressing up as uh, Jake from uh, the Blues Brothers. And I, I still want to do that one more time. I just got to find someone that lives around here that's that's willing to do something like that. But that's, man, that's just the the most fun costume to have because you don't have to put anything on your face. You just get grow your mutton chops out a little bit. And the one, 
the the year that I remember the most, it was the most fun with it. We actually get pulled over by the police. We were we we'd been drinking, and we get pulled over by the police. And the girls we were with were were in the back seat, and they start freaking out and getting pissed at us because we're 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 movie quoting each other as the police are coming to and from the car the entire time. <laughs> we're sitting there going, uh, I think they got scamads, and they're like, would you take this serious? <laughs> so, anyways. That was, that, that was probably my favorite one. Um, Halloween candies? What's your favorite Halloween candies? Ooh, that one's tough. Uh, well, we talked about this yesterday. Dots is actually up there. I know you don't like that one, but Dots is up there. Um, I don't remember them having much of a flavor is the reason why. But it, I guess I'm, I'm just wrong. addicted to gummies. I, I'm, I'm a gummy okay. addict. I well, any, any sort of gummy. That's where I, I get lost. Me, the Starburst, the, uh, anything to of that nature. That's um, but it, that's where I get lost is I never liked gummies for whatever reason. I don't even remember, you know, if there was something that set me off of them, but I just don't like them. I feel like you just chew and chew. There's not much flavor. I'm a big Reese's Pieces. Uh, or, you burn your calories, Mac. You eat a fat-free candy with a lot of chewing. No way, man. Give me the Reese's Pieces. <laughs> I, I say Reese's Pieces. The Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. That's, that's the ultimate. But you don't get those much because, first of all, they're expensive to give out. And second of all... Uh, in Florida, unless it's like it is today, it's difficult to give those out to kids because by the time they get home, the damn thing's melted all over the place. So, um, I'll raid the flavored Tootsie Rolls as well, man. Now, I like those. You can keep rolls? the regular Tootsie Rolls, but the flavored ones. Oh, yeah, that's where it's at. See, I've never gotten into those either. I, I, I don't know what it was about those. But I'm, I'm going to lay one on that a lot of people hate. I, I do like candy corn. I think candy corn's good. Um, I, I like candy corn. I probably don't eat it very often, and it would only be during the Halloween season. Like you're not gonna hand me some candy corn in, in June. I'm like, well, I'm like, what are you nuts? Get that away from me. Do you like the regular candy corn, or do you prefer like the ones that are shaped like you know pumpkins? Oh, me, I love the pumpkins. Do you see, absolutely love them? See, to me, it's got to be the regular candy corn. I don't like the, I don't like the. Uh, because the, the pumpkin ones are just too much. Uh, you get the harvest mix, and you get a good balance of all three. You've got the both types of candy corn and the pumpkin. <laughs> That's, there science. You go. That's science, people. That's just science. Um, I mean, best of all the worlds right there. I think my favorite candy bar, because I don't consider Reese's a candy bar, would be Milky Way. Uh, Milky Way slash Three Musketeers, they're essentially the same thing. I guess yeah, I like Milky Ways. I prefer them over a Snickers or anything else. I, I don't like Snickers. I, I I know I'm probably weird with that, but I don't want a bunch of peanuts in. You know, it, it feels like work. You know, when I eat a candy bar, I just want to try. And another one that I think is overrated, although I don't hate it, I just think a lot of people like swear by them. And I think it's over is the Butterfinger, because I can like the little bitty Butterfingers. I'm okay with, but if you give me like a full Butterfinger, I'm never gonna finish that thing because it's just. It's too buttery. There's yeah. something about its flavor and its texture that I'm like, I don't want to be invested in this for a long period of time. Throw one out at you because you usually only, I mean, you can buy it year round, but you usually see it as a Halloween candy. 100 grams. In or out. See, I don't even remember what they're called. I mean, what they taste like. I remember them being around, but I don't even remember what they taste like. So I can't, I can't honestly tell you. For whatever reason, we didn't have them a lot when we were kids. I knew there were 
they were round. It's a Milky Way, almost a Milky Way with the rice crispy kind of the, the crunch to it from a crunch bar. Well, I might uh, have to it, try those again now they become adults because I really don't remember uh, what they taste like. Do they still make yes. them? Because I, I, I haven't seen them in yes. a while. Okay. I haven't not seen them in a while. Another one that I think is overrated is the Kit Kat. I'm not a big fan of the Kit Kat. Mm. I'm not anti Kit Kat or Twix, but I don't really care too much about them. Give me yeah, a you Nestle. don't want your bag. I don't want to get ratioed by Kit Kats. I, I see what you're saying. I'd rather have a Nestle's Crunch than a Kit Kat. That's just me. Um, and something that I think is underrated is the uh, you don't hardly ever get them are the peppermint. Uh, is it called peppermint patties? Is, is that what they're called? Like the, the little York things? York, yes. York, Yorks, yeah. The yes. York, the, the York peppermint patties. I think those are incredibly good, but I never see them in order what I ever think to buy them. I just had, I didn't even have them written down. I'm just sitting here talking about it forever. It popped in my head. So they do a bad job of advertising. I will say that. <laughs> um, junior mints are good, but I only want them during a movie. Um, you you got any other ghost stories that uh, haunt you? I've got two other ones. Uh, first one I'll go with is uh, I'm going to go 2017 Stanley Cup Final Game 6. Uh, Penguins Preds. This that is the whole game, series. Game. That I I remember specifically that it was like game two or game three. I don't remember what game it was, but you and I raising hell because there, there, there was a bad call made in either game two or game three, and it kind of flipped the series against Nashville. And, yeah, I don't and then if, game five in Pittsburgh, uh, Rene gets just annihilated. I think that was a 5-0 or 6-0 game. And uh, they come back to Bridgestone, uh, Predators down 3-2. And it's a scoreless game. I, it, I think until the end of the second or very early first part of the third, memory's a little fuzzy that night. But uh, anyway, Forsberg hits a powerful shot off of Murray, and it rebounds, and Sisson slaps it in. Well, it gets waved off because of premature whistle because the linesman thought that the goalie had the puck in his possession, didn't see the rebound kick out, therefore averting the goal. And this is a game, keep in mind, it was lost 2 nothing. That's how the Predators win. But it was a one-goal game. Uh, very late in the third, Kessel has a, a wild deflection, just fluke play that bounces in and goes into the net. And then, you know, the second one's an empty net or there's nothing you can – I mean, is what it is at that point. And, uh, yeah, I had to sit there in person and watch Sidney Crosby hoist the cup. Um, it's a memory I'll never forget. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever get to go back to a Stanley Cup final, but uh, that one was that was a gut punch. It still hurts to this day. I'll throw one more at you. At you. Uh, the 1991 World Series, Braves, Twins. That one will always be the hardest one for me as a Braves fan because, first of all, it's the first time we the, you know that we'd been there. And as a kid in the early 80s to mid-80s, I didn't think that was possible. I saw some really bad baseball for a long period of time. I didn't even know it was possible to play good baseball in Atlanta for hell the first seven or eight years I watched them. Um, they, they get all the way to the World Series, and it was the first time ever. I don't think it's ever happened again. And it wouldn't be as big a deal nowadays because you have so many divisions back then you only had the two divisions in each league. It was the first time the two World Series opponents were in last place the year before. So they were, it was called the worst to first series, but Minnesota and Atlanta had 
had turned the tide. The difference to me was I couldn't look at Minnesota being a worst to first team because they had just won the World Series in '87, and here we are in '91, and they're back in it again. And I already did, I already had a strong distaste in my mouth for the Twins because they beat the uh, the Cardinals in '87, and that was the famous series where nobody won a road game. And I still say to this day, the Minnesota Twins don't win in '87 or '91 if it wasn't for that ridiculous, the Homer Hankey in the Metrodome in the, in the fact that they had that artificial sound people to this day still believe that they pumped in art artificial, uh, fan fan noise. And I still think they, they did to this day, not going to hate on you twins fans. I get it, but I'm telling you right now, there was some crap going on. It sounded like a jet engine. I remember they would try to go to people down on the field in both series, both world series, and they couldn't hear themselves think. Between that and uh, you know that that was the famous John Smoltz versus Jack Morris game goes to the tenth inning. Uh, that was also the famous series where uh, what was the first baseman's name? Was it? I always get Gaetti and Herbeck confused because one played third, one played first. I think Herbeck was the first baseman, and he pushed Lonnie Smith off the bag. That was that was that same series that they didn't call. It was it was illegal as hell. You can't push someone off a bag, and they pushed him off the bag. They called him out and they killed a rally. Um, so, you got any other ghost stories before we get into the six pack? Ninety nine season, two thousand Super Bowl, Rams Titans. Kevin Dyson, oh. one yard short. Yeah. I don't know that I'll ever get to go back to that one. I regret I didn't go to that one. Um, man, I just hope the Titans get me back there one day. And that, I don't want to lose by a yard. That one I always remember, but I wasn't a big fan at the time because they just came to Nashville. And so, I didn't mind losing. It was just the way that it happened. I mean, man, you went from the highest of highest thing and you're about to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> One and short. see the game, the, the the play that always haunts me in that game is the one that when they took the lead again, when uh, Isaac Bruce went down the sideline. Yep. That that's the play that haunts me. It's the you know <laughs> I, I I I don't take anything away from Kevin Dyson not be able to get that extra yard right. You know we can make jokes about it. if he just had done more a few more squats in the off season he makes it. No, but it was that blown coverage and yep. Isaac Bruce and you're like oh my god they worked their way back into the game. And at that point, you're like, oh, my God, what have they done? And there were some great plays made by McNair uh, today. I mean, in that game. This morning, his name popped up in New York radio. They were talking about the Ravens versus Steelers. And you'll like this. I forget who they who it was because I was running around, you know, getting ready for the show. But they were talking about some famed defensive player, whoever he is. I'm sure the quote's out there somewhere on Google. He said that there's only two quarterbacks who could ever sit at the defensive table in the history of the NFL, Ben Roethlisberger and Steve McNair, because they're just talking about, you know, how tough they, they were defensive minded, had a mentality like a linebacker. Okay. Let's go ahead and, uh, I'll let you throw your Halloween movies at me or scary movies at me. I'll, I'll do mine on the other side of the break. What what do you got for the scary movies? Uh, my favorite. Uh, I'm gonna go old school with these. I'm, I'm a child's play fan. Uh, like watching them. Man, that one creeped me out. Yeah, they are creepy. Uh, hence the costume. I'm an it fan. Uh, Pennywise is the man. 
And then I just got to go with just an old time, just stupid one. I was a fan of the Leprechaun series. <laughs> I mean, there's there's some dumb movies, but I don't know, I don't know why. When I was a teenager, one. they were I was I was all the way. In and them. I'm a big I'm a coolest big, thing out there. I'm a big scary movie fan. I watch them religiously from whenever the World Series ends up until Thanksgiving. That's pretty much all I watch outside of you know sports. When there's downtime because baseball ends, I don't watch a whole lot of basketball and hockey in normal years. It's regular season. Who cares at that point early in the season? So even if I do have it on, I'm watching a scary movie. Uh, and for whatever reason, I, I don't know if I've ever seen Leprechaun. Child's Play creeped me the hell out when I watched it. I need to go back and watch it again. But I just I know I know by the time they got to number three or number four, it got really cheesy. But the first couple were creepy it was just the fact that someone could be that small i think there was a certain scene where he where he takes his knife and he cuts someone's achilles and i, I just remember that just going ah can you imagine you know just you know you can't run with this guy he cuts your achilles i don't i don't know there, there was something about that my my all-time favorite's always going to be michael myers in, in the halloween series it's been done to death we know they've done all the kinds of different ones but to me it's the best one and it's not watchable unless Jamie Lee Curtis is in it because she is the franchise to me. Uh, I'll, I'll do my others on the other side of the break. Cause we had to get to uh, do chug our six pack. Um, okay. Six pack to go. I hit the wrong uh, song, but that's okay. Uh, I don't see you. So I, I, I guess you're pulling up your, uh, your uh, picks yeah but I forgot. i'll go ahead cheap. i'll go ahead and uh, start then i want to double check the the uh, the line to make sure i'm not calling this wrong uh 7 30 tomorrow night penn state versus ohio state i talked about this earlier it is now up to 64 i like the under i think the under is the way to go in this game that's one of my favorite picks of the week um What say you? I'm gonna. I'll give you my two college ones first. I'm going to take uh, Oklahoma State minus three and a half. Uh, Texas coming to town should be a tough game. I think it'll be a shootout, but uh, I think OK State pulls away late in Stillwater. Okay. What else you got? Because we need to get yours so you can come back on screen. <laughs> I'll get you. I'll take Kansas State plus three and a half. I don't understand why they're big dog on the road to West Virginia, but I don't see anything in West Virginia that's going to keep K-State from uh, moving on in that one. I think they went outright. And then my my last one's going to be uh, over in the NFL. I'm going to take the Steelers plus four at the Ravens. Okay. My second one will be – let me see if that line has moved. I think it's an 8 o'clock – yeah, 8 o'clock game. Okay, so it's moved up to minus seven. I still, I, I still like North Carolina at Virginia. Uh, I don't really get how they think Virginia is going to hang in there. They're not going to be able to score any points, and North Carolina will. Uh, I'll, I'll be interested to see what that line moves to the Clemson Boston College game. By the way, I would, I'd say they'll have that out later on today was like 31 31 and a half or something like that now now with no uh trevor lawrence man you you were in the money if you laid the the, the wood on uh 
on uh, Boston College earlier in the week is whatever that line moves, I bet you it, it moves at least a be, touchdown or so. Be leery. Don't don't sleep on uh, DJ. I can't pronounce his last name. The backup in there. I've seen him a few times this year. The kids, no, that's it, a big hoss. No, I get that, but I think they'll be a lot more conservative, and, and they're just going to want to win the game. The, and they won't open the doors open. I mean, we're talking. If you were thirty-one and a half, that's a lot of points in a college football game, especially for a kid coming in. Um, if he plays really well, then Trevor Lawrence's uh, his decision to go pro or not may be made for him. Uh, and then my last one, and the I'll take one in the NFL. I'm gonna take it the Bears plus four. Uh, the Bears at home against. The Saints, I think they'll win outright. But if they don't, I think that's a, like a field goal ball game. And so if you can get it four and a half, which it might move, people just love the Saints still, and they don't believe in the Bears. They don't believe in Nick Foles' football. And I get it. It's a boring style. But they will get physical, and they will play with you, and that defense will will keep the Saints at bay. So I, I think four points is a lot to give up on the road in the NFL. Um so there you have it. What is your walk-off, sir? Happy Halloween to everyone. Be safe. Uh, look forward to talking to everyone uh, next week. Go Titans. Love the I'm costume. Volunteers are playing, man. This is supposed to be South Carolina week. I mean, it's always night game, Halloween weekend, and uh, to not have a Tennessee game, it just feels weird. This is doesn't even feel like it's football season. This is supposed to be Florida State, Miami, Florida, Georgia, too. And yeah. they, they really screwed that up. There's certain things that you don't screw up, and that's things like Halloween weekend, right? It's just, I don't know. I, I don't get why. I mean, we all got masks on. Come on. Right. Come on. I've got a mask on. I mean, it's obviously not the kind they want you to. <laughs> I got everything covered but the area they want, want covered, but, you know, that's okay. Can I go into Publix later with this on and say, dude, I'm wearing a mask. What's your deal? <laughs> They're going to kick me out for two reasons. A, being a dumbass, and B, being a Titans fan. It's <laughs> a good meme. It's a big, big fat guy going in on a beer run, and it's like he forgets his mask. It says, uh, he pulls his shirt just up and over his head. So he's got his face covered, and he goes, beer ain't going to buy itself. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. All right, brother. We'll see you all. Uh, Monday, have a great weekend. Be safe. You too, sir. All right, we're going to be back in a flash uh, with uh, Matt Carr. He'll be with us here in just a moment here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. Look at me, 92, and I still enjoy swimming and golfing and biking, all sports. Whoopee. <laughs> that too. Are you looking for the perfect gift for any sports fan or just looking to add some stuff to your own man cave? Then head on in to MVP Collectibles at the St. Augustine Outlets Mall. They carry Seminoles, Gators, Bulldogs, Canes, Longhorns, Bama, Buckeyes, Wolverines, Vols, you name it. They have Patriots, Jaguars, Titans, Dolphins, Browns, Ravens, Steelers, Chiefs, whoever you're looking for. Yankees, Red Sox, Cardinals, Braves, whoever you like. The best selection you'll ever find for the sports fan that thinks they have it all. That's MVP Collectibles in the St. Augustine Outlets Mall. Suite 245, right across from the food court in the St. Augustine Outlets Mall. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m., Sunday, 10 a.m. to 6. Get your man cave popping today at MVP Collectibles. We are 
are the Armchair Quarterback Show, your first choice for sports talk live from the First Coast. I knew a man bojangles and he danced for you in worn out shoes. Real men of genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Fantasy Football Manager Guy. Every year you assemble your closest friends to prepare for another season in the knockdown, drag out world of make believe football. You were born with the one skill every manager needs to play fantasy football. Absolutely no skill playing real football. Mr. Fantasy Football Manager. Make sure to join the Armchair Quarterbacks right here. You want to win your league? Then listen to the Armchair Quarterbacks. And don't be scared to tap that app. Find the Armchair Quarterbacks app today. Fantasy football time. It's fantasy football This party's getting a little too quiet. I think it's time we liven it up with my favorite gift, Mr. Microphone. Hey, what's that? Well, you set the dial on your FM radio and testing, testing, testing. I'm on the radio. <laughs> Over any FM car radio. Hey, good looking. We'll be back to pick you up later. I got one. I got one. I got one. I got one. It's practical and great fun for the whole family. And it's only $14.88. This is Jennifer Lopez. Armchair. That's right, I stepped up. She's my friend and she needed help. <laughs> if I had to, I'd pee on any one of you. Don't fall asleep. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the latest bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News, Toronto, Canada. Professor Morse of Macmillan University reports observing a total of three explosions on the planet Mars between the hours of 7.45 p.m. and 9.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This confirms earlier reports received from American observatories. Now nearer home comes a special bulletin from Trenton, New Jersey. It is reported that at 8.50 p.m. a huge flaming object believed to be a meteorite, fell on a farm in the neighborhood of Grover's Mill, New Jersey, 22 miles from Trenton. The flash in the sky was visible within a radius of several hundred miles, and the noise of the impact was heard as far north as Elizabeth. We have dispatched a special mobile unit to the scene, and we'll have our commentator, Carl Phillips, give you a word picture of the scene as soon as he can reach there from Princeton. In the meantime, we take you to the Hotel Martinet in Brooklyn, where Bobby Millett and his orchestra are offering a program of dance music. Very superstitious Writing on the wall Very superstitious Letters about to fall Welcome back to the Armchair Quarterbacks. That was once again another clip from the 1938 famous radio broadcast. The greatest broadcast and the greatest prank ever Put on the American public, Orson Welles and the War of the Worlds. If you've never, you never listened to the thing, I'm telling you, do yourself a favor. It's about an hour long. It's on YouTube. 
that you can listen to it for free. Go in and listen to it. You got to put yourself in the mindset. It's 1938. There's no television. Realistically, people only listen to the, uh, the, the radio back then. And this was the night before Halloween. So no one's really thinking about it possibly being a Halloween prank and they sold it in. And when you listen to it, one of the most amazing things is they sold this to the American public and they did the entire production in one room, right? There, there wasn't all these fancy jingle jangles and, you know, uh, sound effects that we have nowadays. Everything they did was in one room. And they basically acted like they were coming in and out of a live music production of, uh, it was, it was somewhere in some hall. We'll, we'll just say Carnegie hall for argument's sake of someone playing, uh, symphonic music. And they kept breaking in saying, and they, and they began it very nonchalantly. Hey, by the way, just going to let you know that, uh, some, some observers saw s- something strange. Uh, out in the observatory, like out, of, I, I want to say out in Utah or something like that. Okay, let's take you back to the back to the music, and they kept bringing it up more and more. And by the end, they were talking, "We're all gonna die! It's over! What have we done with our lives? Nothing." <laughs> Matt Carr, how the hell are you, sir? I don't hear you for some reason. You're muted. You are muted. Uh. Hey, good morning. I said nice shirt. Uh, everything, everything else is normal. Um, uh, good shout out to the Illuminati with the Jay Z, Jennifer Lopez, and Britney Spears. Yeah, good baby. Shout out. <laughs> good shout out for that. Are you Happy tight- Halloween? Are you tightening up? <laughs> no, this is a shout out too. The last week I had the Cowboys shirt on because they're terrible. This is a shout out to the Titans kicker my shirt this week because he's terrible <laughs> Ray Finkel. i blame you for that because you drafted him <laughs> laces out dan i had him in so many leagues i i quit carrying him i don't want that pressure i i, I don't blame i don't blame him though i just think it was funny but i don't blame him for that game at all now look i never blame a kicker when it comes down to a kick you just you do expect an nfl kicker to be able to hit a 46 yarder i, I will say that like that's Going down to the final seconds when they and I, I I think the same thing he thought it was going down to three seconds on the play clock. I think he thought they were going to call a timeout. That's what I think happened. With well, that. but the thing is that's that's fine if you're a rookie, but he's a veteran that should be heading to the Hall of Fame. If kickers go to the Hall of Fame, he's he, he's a kicker that you send there. Um, yeah, that's true. I just he's been extremely inconsistent this year, but I believe that we're stuck with him regardless because. There's not someone who's better out there on the market. You're going to bring someone in, and unless he just starts getting to where he got the yips and he can't hit any field goals, right? he is what he is. I also believe that Vrabel has a blind allegiance to expatriates, and it we're just stuck with what it – look, it could be worse. Our quarterback right. could be Cam Newton, so let's just calm down about how bad things are in Nashville. I mean, if, if we hadn't got our, bain, our brains beat out for two quarters in the, the first half, we wouldn't be in that situation, so it don't matter. Exactly. Uh, you put yourself in that position. But with that being said, this this could rear its ugly head in the, uh, in the playoffs because it's very right. rare that you win games easily. It could also rear its head – a few more times, I would say the Titans are going to have to need a 
a key field goal in at least three to four more games to get wins. That's just how close. Well, I mean, we, we've uh, we've came behind in four of the five wins, so I mean, yeah, it's going to happen again. There's a good like there's there, there's a good chance that the kicking game will be will be responsible for at least three more wins. At least that's right. just how that's just how close NFL games are. In college, you're like, well, you shouldn't have it come down to a field goal. I get that. In the NFL, these teams are – even a team that, that's perceived as much lesser than the Cincinnati Bengals, they're at home. They've got a, they've got a good offense. They're going to give Tennessee some issues. Uh, speaking of uh, scary things, uh, what about that Dallas Cowboy team you got, <laughs> you got going on there? I mean, that is the biggest nightmare I've ever seen. They cannot. I mean, we, they, they can't we, get anything we going. We could have clinched the division two weeks ago, and we failed to do that. But uh, I think Philadelphia has this. I, Cowboys are. I think they're playing for draft picks right now. It's it's disgusting, man. It's it's a terrible, terrible time up here. They obviously Sunday's a must win. Um. I don't think it's a must win, but I mean it, it's a big game, but it's not a must win. You don't think it's a must win? No, they're they're a half a game out. No, it's not a must win. But I don't know how many wins Dallas has in their future. <laughs> I, it's just a horrible division. It's so funny. I don't know when they play Philly again. I would. I'm gonna try to look it up real quick. Um, whenever they play Philly again, that's definitely a must win because you can't lose it. Okay. That's the last, the second, second, last game of the season. If they don't win this game, they have Pittsburgh the following week. That's a, that's a must not show up. <laughs> that's, that game. I'm waiting. Honestly, I'm surprised. And I joked with this. I'm surprised that Tony Romo hasn't been in the rumor mill coming back. They get. Pittsburgh the next week. Then they have a bye. And then whoever win that one. And then and then whoever decides to come back after after the bye will play Minnesota, Washington. These are winnable games. At Baltimore, you don't like that one, but then Cincinnati. And then at home against San Francisco, San Francisco is starting to look a lot better. If they do not win this game. The Washington game is definitely a must win. And then when they finish the season, Philly and the Giants are must wins. That would take them to five wins and then one more W somewhere else. Because I think six I think six wins wins this division. I I said seven last week, but uh six is looking more and more like it. You give them any chance of winning this Sunday? Because I do not. No. I don't give them a chance to win any. I'm just saying, it's not, I think the whole division is so terrible. We have a chance of creeping there somewhere. I haven't seen any recent news on Dalton since Wednesday, but uh, if he can play, he gives them a chance. Mm-hmm. But, uh, man, what is that? Is that your phone buzzing? Yeah, uh, Steve. Yes, yes, oh, it is. Gotcha. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's Richie's. It's Richie's birthday today, and I'm getting some messages and another group message. <laughs> you, you must be broadcasting from your phone. Okay, gotcha. Because uh, because you can hear. Um, 
the uh, <clears throat> I forget what we were talking about. Essentially, the the Cowboys if they lose this weekend, and we'll assume they're going to lose next weekend. They come out of the bye. I think, and, and and here's the issue: if they don't win this weekend, when they come out of the bye, I think they got to go four and three to make the playoffs. We're not creeping into that extra wild card space. No, but I think I think they would have to go four and three to make the playoffs, and that's going to be difficult. E- even with Washington, yeah. Philly, and the Giants on your schedule, that's going to be difficult because the Giants aren't just going to pack it in because they're a young team and they're going to be building for next year. So even that final game at the Giants is not going to be a gimme. And who knows what the weather is going to be? You got Captain Ron and uh, the Red, uh, at Washington football team, so he he's not going to pack it in. He's going to try to do what he can do. So Washington might end up winning this division. Yeah, anyone could make it at this point. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even count out the Giants to be perfectly honest with you. The thing about Philadelphia, whether they win this weekend or not, that that offensive line is in shambles, so they're going to have some very difficult games in front of them. So. Um, let's go ahead and move on from that. Um, I don't want to scare people any more than we have to. Uh, (laughs) we talked about this in the first hour, but what are your favorite Halloween candies? Uh, I went, uh, I I pulled the family last night and, uh, mine is always going to be Reese's cups. Oh yeah. That's my number. That's my number one. Uh, my daughter's is lollipops. And then Reese's Cups, and then she also likes sweet or, or a- Ashley likes sweethearts. So that's our household favorite three. The uh, or sweethearts, sweethearts. Yeah. Sorry, I haven't had a sweet tart in a long time. Those those were good. Kids always have a much better uh, pulse on on candy because I feel like adults we get stuck in our ways and we go to our you know we got one or two <laughs> and that's exactly. it. And we're like, no, nah, I've had all that other junk. Don't I? I know what I like and quit trying to give me the. You know, they haven't come out with a new candy bar in decades, and I guess that's why, or at least a popular one. Because people well, I, asked, I asked Allie the other night, I said, what's your favorite uh, candy? And she said, lollipops, I suppose. It was just really funny how that conversation went. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think of lollipops being a candy. I think of lollipops being an annoyance. Now, I do remember as a kid, remember the big ones that look like a pinwheel? Yes. Those I liked as a kid. And I have one somewhere near here. It's like this big. Yeah. But I have yeah. never, I have never realistically liked lollipops because I've never had the patience to sit there and just lick on a lollipop all day long or a sucker. Yes. Yes. Those, th- those I liked, but I, I, I just chewed the hell out of them. I did not, I did, I did not do what you're supposed to do with the sucker. You know, you're supposed to put it in your mouth and just, you know, Telly Savalas it, right? Just, you know, go about your business and Kojak at the West rest of the day. No, I just go rah, rah, bite that sucker off. Same thing with sugar daddies. I I never let that sugar daddy just sit there. Rah, let's, let's go on to the next one. I'm ready to get in a sugar coma. Right. Um, my wife went out and got this big bag of candy for us to give out Saturday. And uh, I like noticed. His. Yeah, I, I noticed after I opened it up, I was like, well, we got ripped off here. Because Nestle crunch picture of the bar was on the package but i think nestle just made it you know it's it's the family of nestle crunch because there wasn't a single nestle crunch in that damn thing it was uh <laughs> uh 
Butterfingers, which aren't terrible, and I don't mind the little ones. I can't do a full bar. Uh, but I they're like the you know the little bitty Godstoppers, or I'm sorry, Gobstoppers that uh, there's like four of them in a pack and they look like little pellets. That crap's in yeah. there. Who the hell wants that? And the nerds, nerds are in there, and nerds were okay when I was a little kid, but I don't I don't really like them anymore. I, I can verify that because I ate a couple of boxes just because I, <laughs> I was like, do I still hate these? Yeah, I still hate them. Long story uh, short, there's no more nerds. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm like, man, we are not going to be the cool kids. I'm I'm going out to Publix after the show. I'm, I, I might look and see if I can find some, some, some Reese's or something to throw in there. I was like, cause I, I don't want gobstoppers and uh, nerds to be our, our claim to fame. They're going to be like, let's not go back here ever again. Last year, man, I did it up big, dude. I had, I, I had the little ones, but I, I, I mean, I had, I had, well, I actually had the normal size Reese's and then uh, did all the little mini candy bars, like Milky Way and Snickers and all that stuff. So man, kids were loving us. But uh, it, when I say mini, I don't mean the little tiny ones. I, I like the ones that are about, you know, yay big, not the big right. giganto ones. But the one reason why I've been kind of hesitant to go out and invest in a lot is because I don't know our kids are kids going to go trick or treating this year. Yeah, we're going over they to are? Okay. my sister my sister's house. Uh, it's a big community, and uh, we're going to go over there and trick or treat. We're going to dress up as a family. It's going to be a Wizard of Oz themed. But you're going to uh, go house to house and trick or treat. Yeah. Okay. And, and, uh, well, that's of, good. I'm not, look. I'm glad kids haven't gotten scared out of that because. You know, it doesn't sound like a big deal. Oh, you'll just do an extra, but man, you're taking a year out of kids' life. I mean, you already did it by not letting them go to school. You know, last spring. Yeah. Um, any way they can figure. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to find little things to put the candy in, so that so they don't have to come grab out of one thing, and maybe that'll keep the parents from bugging out as much. You know, little uh, either either bag like baggies or possibly yeah. Uh, I've heard that. There's also the Halloween shoot. What it's is like that? a big tube where you can like slide candy down to the kids. I've seen. I don't know if you've seen that or not. No, I haven't seen that. I, something tells me I, I would screw that up. Um, <laughs> I take some kid's eye out or something with the freaking. It's, it's not a potato gun. It's just a little <laughs> tube. <laughs> it's not yet. Wait till I get a hold of it. <laughs> right. I got all day off tomorrow, man. I, I from the time we finish the show until the kids go to Halloween, I, I'll be in there. You know, go, what was his name on Home Improvement? Uh, you know, right. Tim Allen. Tim the tool man uh, okay, um, moving on from the candy. Um, favorite scary movies? And like I texted you last night, I said it was a Halloween or scary. Uh, Either. My favorite of all time has been, it's, it's, it's kind of lame, but it's uh, the Scream series. I've always liked that series. Dude, the 90s I, just, dude, I, dude I just binge-watched all four this week. Yeah. I so, love, I mean, I I'm Scream. Scream uh, I'm Saw. I've, I, like, I like the first four or five Saws, and then it just got realistic. Right. And then uh, Final Destination movies. Those, those were... I've not seen Final Destination in a while. I need to go back and watch this. I watch a boat ton of these. Um, tomorrow I will be binge watching, uh, Halloween. I've only watched the first one so far this year, but I'll binge watch the rest of them. I'll, I'll have football on one TV. The, the games luckily are terrible, uh, tomorrow, except for there, there's a few college football games I'm looking forward to, but most of them are tomorrow night. So, right. you know, the, the Florida, Missouri game and the Penn state, Ohio state game are all night games. So 
honestly, the day games, I've got a rooting interest to a degree, but Florida State's off, Tennessee's off. So I'm going to be like locked into uh, theater mode here at the house and Halloween's where um, I binge watch. How speak, did, speaking of, speaking yeah. of that, was the Indiana Penn State, was Indiana, was that, was that a two-point conversion? He was down. He was down. <laughs> but what's even worse about that entire thing was Penn State should have never been in that predicament because when they got the ball back, I don't know if you watched that game all the way through, but when they got the ball back up 21 to 20 after Penn, after Indiana went for it on fourth and forever, like on their own 15 or whatever the hell it was, the very first play, they split like the Red Sea and let them score. And James Franklin should have been coaching his running. And it's ironic that the very next day it's Todd Gurley that gets killed for, for going into the end zone. Right. Right. But Todd Gurley, I Todd Gurley, I can almost understand it because he broke through the tackle. His balance got lost. He basically his momentum took in the end zone, the Penn state running back. You, if you go back and watch it, you'll see him break through almost to the, what the hell should I go in or not? And he kind of asked, screw it. I'll go in and score. And I I didn't see, I saw the replay of that, uh, of course, during overtime, but yeah, he, he just kind of fell in there. It was kind of funny. He should have been coached by the, by the coach, by James Franklin, specifically everyone pulled the entire offense over guys. We're not scoring a touchdown. That's the biggest goal right now. Don't turn the ball over. Don't score a touchdown. Because we can essentially almost run the clock out. And if we have to kick a field goal with 15 to 20 seconds left up by four, I like that better than being up by eight with two minutes left and they have a timeout. So, And what stinks is it was funny, like on our Saturday morning show, like I thought I was picking a big upset, but everybody else picked that upset too. So it was kind of shattering. Yeah, it well, I think honestly think Penn State's we'll we'll talk about more tomorrow, but I think they're in trouble tomorrow. Um I named a couple of the of the of the movies that uh as far as the scary movies, we talked about Halloween, talk about talk about Scream. I don't think anyone's mentioned Nightmare on Elm Street. That's one of my favorite ones because that thing first came out. That I mean, if anything does it creep you out in nineteen eighty four is oh by the way uh, that movie scared the hell out of me and I'm, and I'm afraid to go to sleep now. Uh, so that, you know, that, that was the ultimate. Um, but a couple that have come out recently, well, one that came out recently, uh, the invisible man, if you get a chance to watch that, it's streaming, it looks on, good. it's yeah. streaming on something. I don't know what it is, but it's really good. I wouldn't necessarily call it a scary movie, so to speak. It's more of a intellectual uh thriller i guess but it'll freak you out a little bit just the thought process of someone being able to make themselves visible and they're trying to attack you that that one's pretty cool um and then i watched yesterday because i had not watched it since i watched it in the theater when it came out in the late 90s i was like you know what i have not watched the blair witch project and i went back and watched that i'll tell you what that thing holds up as long as you go in with the assumption that, that what you're watching is real, that thing holds right. up. And I think um, I think it was real to the fact of, I don't think those actors were good enough to act that through, right? Right. And so I think once they put it all together, you know, granted the people have been found, all that kind of stuff. But when you're watching it, you have to go with the fact that 
while this is happening, they're freaked the hell out. They they don't know what the hell they're doing. Because if those actors were that good, they'd be winning freaking Academy Awards left and right. Somewhere, yeah. Right. Uh, my, two, two of my, I forgot about these until you just started talking, but The, the Ring, back from the uh, t- 2000s, and The Grudge. I don't know if those I've are, seen those. I might have to yeah, put those them all are, uh, It's a good, good little watch. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot about those. They're a good little chill bump movie. I put a... I put Ring on the back burner because I was afraid it was Lord of the Rings. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite costume that you that you've ever worn? Um, I've got I did three. Uh, my favorite as a my favorite as a kid was a skeleton. My 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 nanny made me. She made me the costume, and I always remember that costume. She made me that. Uh, as I got older, in my I want to say twenties, I went as uh, Charlie White Trash. I'm uh, always sunny. I feel I feel like I saw that one. Yeah, it's, it's me and Dudley. You have probably seen that picture. Uh, but then honestly, the the most recent is a uh, the first year my daughter went Halloween treating or trick or treating. She was a little lamb. I went as a farmer, so that's one of my good memories from that too. Well, I talked about a couple of the FSU ones that I did as a kid and early adult, and then I also talked about the uh, going as the Blues Brothers was was a lot of fun. Yeah. Did that on a couple occasions, but do you, you do you remember the zombie cowboy when I had the big party over at the house? Do you remember <laughs> yeah, that yes, one? I do, I do now. That was uh, I think it was two thousand and sixteen, actually. Or no, two thousand six. Yeah, it, if, it, if it was two thousand sixteen, I'd be in a lot of trouble with my wife because of what happened that night. <laughs> yes. No, I think I think it was two thousand six because that was uh, mine and Ashley's first date. I'm like, hey, I'm going over to McGee's house, and she's like, oh lord. That's our first date. <laughs> our first date, because cause she knew you before I did, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm like, hey, let's go to my buddy's house." And she's like, "Yeah, I, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> yeah. There's uh, uh, that that entire story can't be told on air, but uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll just say the zombie cowboy won that night. We'll just say that. Um, <laughs> give me a ghost story. Or two from uh, being a fan, games um, still haunt you. I, I don't have the I don't have all the dates accurate, but I have three games. I've got one uh, written down. And I think I've I've got it right, but I'll let you do yours because I, I tried to predict yours. Uh, UNC Villanova from 2016. Oh no, I didn't have that one. Okay. Um, the fight. If you remember that, the yeah. championship game. Yeah. Uh, I, what was funny is I was holding Allie. She was two months old and I jumped up when North Carolina had the shot and then Villanova came to win it. Uh, Dallas green Bay, uh, Des Bryant, the catch. I had that one. I, I uh, knew, yeah. I, I knew that one still haunted you, yeah, which by and, the way uh, was a catch. It was a catch. Des caught it. Um, Celtics Lakers game seven. Uh, just, just a horrible, I think the, the final score was like 80 to set the 75 to 69 or something like that, that, that game, game seven. I mentioned, I, I mentioned the wide rights. I don't think I got into, well, I mentioned the world series 91 in the last segment. One of my first heartbreakers though, as a kid was super bowl 17 dolphins versus redskins. That is the first game that I remember actually physically crying because my team lost. I, I think I was I think I was about nine or ten years old, but man, I was not happy. I was convinced the Dolphins were going to win that Super Bowl, 
And my dad was trying to give me a hard time. We we're watching over my grandfather's house, and I can remember my grandfather yelling at my dad, basically saying, "Leave him alone. She'd be in the same way if Florida State was in the championship. She shut you know." And, and he basically, you know, calmed down. Then he came over to you know apologize and say, "Boy, it's going to be okay. Like it's not going to be okay. The Dolphins are not going to make it back. They made it back, but they didn't win the Super Bowl. Uh, so I was somewhat prophetic there. They haven't made it. They haven't won one since." Um, you got Tua, baby. You got Tua. And then to me, what everyone's if if there's one that this is a literal ghost story of what could have been, and the ghost that we'll never know is the 2020 Florida State college basketball season, because they yeah. were going to be a number one seed. I think they had a very good chance of at least making the Final Four, if yeah. not went cutting down the nets. They were playing as good a basketball as anyone in the country at the time, and for that entire season to get taken away, that's just heartbreaking. I know the state legislature voted them as national champions, whatever. I, I really, really felt like I was it, that something was stolen from me. And can you imagine what the kids must be going through? Not yeah, just Florida that, State, but one, every, yeah, kid, I, every, every kid that was on a good awesome. team last year. Yeah, Kids that were on bad teams like, whoo! We dodged that ball. Let's go. <laughs> we were not going to get out of that first round. But, you know, it sucked. It really sucked. I mean, we didn't get a chance to see the the conference title. Right. I was coming to the grips of the fact that we may not get the NCAA championships, but I at least want to see the conference championships. And that got ripped out from them as Thank I you. forgot how bad North Carolina was until just now. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> thank, thank you for Utah Jazz basketball. Thank you a lot. You scurried everything up. Well, they they sell the team, so they're they're good. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I can't see through my mask. I know we're coming up on time. What what, what else you got before you take off today? Ah, uh, man, I just, I, I swear, I, I can't do research. And I don't know what, I, I swear there's a good football game tonight. I do not, what, do not know what it is, but well, I think there's a good college football game tonight. Minnesota, Maryland is tonight. Is that what it is? Okay. So, I, 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 I thought there was a better one than that, but I'm. Well, I'm, I would say that that's the one that everyone's going to be uh, watching is Minnesota, Maryland. The one thing that, that I will be interested in seeing is two things. A. Is Minnesota as bad as they were as they look versus Michigan? And B, Maryland, if you want to if you want a reason to go in and watch a game for no apparent reason other than just be for curiosity, uh Tua Tunga Viola's brother is the quarterback there. Okay. So that that's of interest. Other than that, you do have East Carolina and Tulsa and Hawaii and Wyoming. I doubt those are the games that had circled for you, but Yeah. Um there you go. Um my walk-off is, I don't know one thing, but I do know that if I was Evan Turner, I would celebrate with my team. You mean Justin Turner? Yes. Not Evan Turner. Sorry. It might be a redhead thing, but uh, I would, I would, uh, I would, tell, if I, if I'm going to win a World Series, what, I, it is what I found funny was they said that he uh, defied orders not to go on the field. Isn't that why you hire security? You're trying to tell me Major League Baseball security couldn't force him off the field? I know he's a pretty good-sized guy. He's also one. 
He's one dude. And you send <laughs> right. like four guys in there with a hazmat suit in so they don't have to worry about getting the Rona. And you go, or just just send two guys in with batons and go, you you walk up the steps, you're getting kneecapped. You may not want to do that since you're you know going to be a free agent. There's ways have, to stop him. Happy World Series. Whack. Yeah, there's, there's ways to stop him from doing it. For them to say, well, he defied orders, that's why you have security in place, man. You know, but I, I would have did the same thing. Uh, man, you win a World Series. You're you're a young guy. The stats are in your favor. Go celebrate your team. Well, your well, well, the thing is, your team knows, and so if, if your team's not uh, bugging out about it, then what are we talking about here? I mean, I mean, they didn't catch him. The if they weren't going to catch him the first seven innings, they're going to catch him the post game. Well, I, I don't know if that's necessarily true, but the but the but the players knew they knew they had to have known something. Why, why is Justin getting pulled out of the game? They knew, right? right. So if they were bugged out, you, there'd be guys in the go, dude, dude, you need to go sit in, sit in the clubhouse. Okay. Fine. He would have done it. I guarantee you. They all to a man said, dude, come on. If the, if that was probably round the second round, yeah, they probably would have did it, but it's a world series. I know they got off season. They didn't care. The crazy thing is what if the Rays come back and win and you end up with a bunch of positive tests That's and, true. and the Dodgers. So it's, to me, it's, it all lands on the Dodgers. He is a young guy trying to win a championship that he may never see. Cause he's going to be 36 years old. He's a free agent. He, we don't know who he's going to sign with. He, he may never get that opportunity again. Of course he right. wants to stay. It's the, up to the Dodgers to say, we're taking you out, and you have to go down here and watch the game, right? I think he's going to end up with staying with the Dodgers. He's just, he's just a Dodger guy. I think he's a good well, face of that franchise. He, he will because I think I think he'll sign with a club friendly deal to stay there. He's right. going to want to win. He won't make enough money to make it make make it uh, worth leaving. I mean, unless they just absolutely undercut him, he says, "Well, you know what? I'll go sign elsewhere." Oh, and by the way, I don't have to pay the ridiculous. California state taxes, which are high, right? You know, a lot of your California athletes buy, uh, houses and whatnot in the Las Vegas area because they don't have the housing taxes in Nevada that they do in California. I guarantee you, Justin, Justin Turner does not live in, in Los Angeles. I guarantee it, but right. he's going to get taxed because that's where he works. If he gets too hokey dokey, he'll go. You know what, dude? I'll go play for the Rays. You know, I I signed for three million. I get most of it back. I signed with you for four million. I, I may not even see a quarter of it. Well, in Florida, they don't have any uh, sales tax, right? Or they don't have any. Income we don't tax. have any income tax. Yeah, yeah. And housing tax. A lot of taxes are a lot lower. They they go off the 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 basic Republican motto is. We want you to use your money to stimulate the economy, not to stimulate the government. So that's that's all. when people all try to figure out if they're if they're pro Republican or pro Democrat. It really comes down to: Do you want your money to go towards government funding, or do you want your money to go towards businesses? And that's and that's where the divide is. So, and I'm not uh, going to my, my walk off for the week is who's going to be president next next time we talk. Well, next Friday when we talk. Four more years. I'm convinced. Got it. 
All right, brother. We'll see you uh, uh, tomorrow. Yeah. So, so the next time we talk, we won't know. I mean, the, the next time we talk on this show. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right, brother. I'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. Later. Later. We're going to be back in a flash here on the armchair quarterbacks. I'm going to put a lid on this week. Hi, <laughs> see how I did there? Putting a lid on it. It's almost 10 a.m. You got to put a lid on it, don't you? You can't go out because you got to put a lid on it. Okay, I'll, I'll leave that alone. Uh, we'll be back in a flash. We're going to set up for your weekend watch. I'm going to hit you with a couple more things Halloween related. We'll be back in a flash here on the armchair quarterbacks. Easier for me to say than to do because I can barely see out of this damn mask and I can't believe that I'm actually going to make it through an entire two-hour show. Look at me, 92, and I still enjoy swimming and golfing. It's the feeling good all the time. Do you love to shop for guns and are also looking for friendly service? Well, the search is over. Top Gun Supply here in St. Augustine is the friendly gun shop. The staff is very knowledgeable. Frank and Kirk can answer whatever questions you may have and assist you with your AR build. They have a great selection of ammo at great prices. They also carry a full line of targets, cleaning supplies, Lucas Oil products, and firearm magazines. Top Gun Supply is a Glock Blue Label dealer for military and first responders. So what are you waiting for? Stop on by Top Gun Supply of St. Augustine, 525 State Road 16, here in the Westgate Plaza. Top Gun Supply, the friendly gun shop. This is Sean O'Toole with the Armchair Quarterback. Catch me during drive time on the Armchair Quarterback radio show and on Facebook Live. NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, the National Football League, Big Ten, and college football, and more. We cover it all. It's the new and improved Armchair Quarterback Radio app. Download us today on Google Android, Apple iPhone. Take us anywhere you go and everywhere you go. The best sports talk show in all the Southeast. So good you can't believe it's not everywhere. Armchair Quarterback Radio. Your first choice for sports talk here on the First Coast. 100% taste, 0% artificial preservatives. Made with a blend of delicious oil, purified water, and just a pinch of salt. Two, please. Spread on some extra. I'm here all day. New and improved. Armchair. It's time to believe. The Armchair Quarterbacks cover the Big 12. Big news and big games all year long. History of Oklahoma was about winning championships. We play well in the Orange Bowl. You can't say, well, that was then, this is now. That's Oklahoma football. Looks right, throws deep right side, and it's intercepted! 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 Unhitch the wagon! Put the ponies in the board! The Sooners have come into Rocky Top and stolen one away from the Volunteers in double overtime! And Texas will win the All-State Sugar Bowl. It's going to be a 10-win season for the first time since 2009 in a New Year's Six Bowl victory. Holloway going down the line with it. Keeps it. Turns up field. First down. Breaks loose. They score. Touchdown. Fourth and five. The national championship on the line right here. He's going for the corner. He's got it. Vince Young scores. Armchair. Um, sure.
I hear these fools on TV talking about defund the police and things like that. We need police reform and prison reform and things like that. I'm like, wait a minute, who, who are black people supposed to call? Ghostbusters? When we have crime in our neighborhoods? It's all over with humanity. Stranger, there's still you and I. Two of us left. Yeah, they got themselves in solid. They wrecked the greatest country in the world. Those green stars, they're probably falling somewhere every night. They've only lost one machine. There isn't anything to do. We're done. We're licked. What'll they do to us? I fill it all out. Right now, we're caught as we're wanted. A Martian only has to go a few miles to get a crowd on the run. They won't keep on doing that. They'll begin catching us systematic, like keeping the best and storing us in cages and things. But if that's so, what is there to live for? Well, there won't be any more concerts for a million years or so and no nice little dinners at restaurants. If it's amusement you're after, I guess the game's up. What is there left? Hey there, little red riding hood. You sure are looking good. You're everything a big bad wolf could want. Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks. I don't think little big oh, 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 oh. Ah, Halloween, baby. One of my favorite holidays. Outside of Thanksgiving, I believe it's my favorite holiday. Don't get me wrong. Don't get flipping out. Don't, don't freak out and start at me and inboxing me about what about Christmas? Look, I don't, I don't dislike Christmas at all. I love Christmas. If you ask me what my favorites... It's uh, Halloween, just because of the tradition of dressing up and whatnot. And then uh, I definitely have to go with Thanksgiving is my all-time favorite because it's never been about the presents or anything like that. It's literally about cooking, which is one of my favorite things to do on the planet, and family. And you get to hang out with the family, and that's all you do that day. And then, of course, you can't forget the fact that Thanksgiving, we get now we get three NFL football games and usually a college game. You used to always get the Egg Bowl, but I think they've moved that. Uh, but you used to always get the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving night, which I used to l- really get into. And I need to look that up, but uh, wouldn't that be great for them to bring that tradition back? Because if you had the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving night with Leach versus Kiffin, I mean, man, don't you say anything more? Get your popcorn ready. I cannot believe that I have made it through an entire show with this get up on. If you have not seen it on Facebook live, um, depth perception has become a problem. I'm trying to hit buttons and look for buttons. And I think I've touched them and I'm, the depth perception is quite the problem when your eyes are being blocked by a stupid mask. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the weekend watch though. Um, there's no way in the world I'm going to be able to find. Oh, maybe I will. Uh, here we go. Uh, we can walk. I, think, I thought I totally mis- misplaced this uh, soundbite, but I found it. Uh, 
back, baby. The weekend watch is back. Here we go. Tonight, we talked about it a second ago. Look, I think that uh, Minnesota, Maryland could be entertaining. I think it's a pretty big spread, from what I recall. Let's see what the spread is updated to. But from my understanding, going into this today, I believe the spread was, uh, yeah, it's 19 and a half, 19 and a half. Uh, I apologize. Along with everything else going on, my stupid chair started going down. <laughs> so if you're watching on the screen, you see me slowly go down and I, I couldn't deal with that for the next 10 minutes so I, I had to jump off screen real quick. It's definitely Halloween. Um, I think it could be an interesting game. So I am going to watch a little Minnesota, Maryland. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to download some scary movies. I might take some of Matt's uh, choices. I've never seen The Ring. I forget what the other one he said. But I'll have to text him to get him, get him, send him to me. But I do want to see some new stuff. Uh, I had not watched, to be perfectly honest with you, I had not watched uh, Scream. Other than the first one, I had not watched the, what well, used to be Trilogy, and they came, they came out with number four in 2011. I had not watched the Scream movies in their entirety in years basically since they came out so i did that the past couple of years and, i mean past past few days that's been a lot of fun i've got halloween playing on the background 1978 one i'm gonna watch the entire I, i've watched this one a couple of times in the last few weeks uh, of course it's the classic it's the original uh but number two is the one that i'm going to try to get a hold of today and then of course number three is the crappy one that is the one that nobody likes because it, it doesn't revolve around the original story. But after that, I'm planning on doing a big-time Halloween fest. So looking forward to that. Uh, tomorrow, Georgia, Kentucky. Georgia, Kentucky is at noon. Along with... Co I'm, I'm, gonna, I am, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to pay attention to the Coastal Carolina-Georgia State game. That's going to be a really close game. A really good game. The spread is Super period. Spread the uh, as as I like to call them the Coastal Carolina Chandeliers. They are a two and a half point favorite. A lot of a lot of experts are picking Georgia State. I'm going to be interested in watching the game. I'm not I'm not putting any skin in that game. I just want to watch it. I've become a quasi uh, Coastal Carolina fan. They're a fun team to watch. I, I like their their uniforms. Uh, I know I will live to regret say that one day they're going to be the homecoming opponent for florida state in the next few years you watch and they're going to wreck florida state season and i'll never be a chandelier fan again but as of right now i'm a chandelier fan go coastal carolina michigan state michigan is at noon and what what gets me the most about this game 24 and a half point favorite michigan over Michigan State. How far Sparty has fallen. 
And to be honest with you, as bad as they got beat last weekend, it doesn't shock me. I want to see if Michigan State can at least put some pride in back into the program and at least at least not get blown out. But it's not looking good. It's not looking good. Uh, the 3.30 games tomorrow. You got LSU-Auburn. Sneaky good game tomorrow. Indiana versus Rutgers. Rutgers, man, I'm telling you, Greg Schiano's going to build something again. Greg Schiano's going to build something there at Rutgers. And good for him. Uh, they're 11-point underdog to Indiana. I would be very interested in taking Rutgers in the points. Got to figure Indiana is coming off that high and could fall mightily. LSU, by the way, is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And then the 4 o'clock game, I believe that's on FS1 or maybe it's on, on regular Fox. Texas getting three-and-a-half against Oklahoma State. I have my doubts that that's enough. I think Oklahoma State's going to uh, bend them over backwards. I think it's going to be a bad, bad loss for Texas. And if it is a loss, if it is a loss, when do they start saying her, uh, that a Herman isn't doing his job for the Longhorns? And 7.30 tomorrow night, Missouri at Florida. We talked about that. Also, Ohio State, Penn State. Those are the big games tomorrow night. Sunday, you got a few games here. Raiders and Browns, these are the 1 o'clock games. These are the three best games I found on the docket. Raiders at Browns, Steelers at Baltimore, and Patriots at Bills. The Patriots have got to get, they have got to get a W. If they lose to Buffalo, Buffalo's a good team, and Buffalo's favored. But the simple fact of the matter, if they lose to Buffalo, they'll be two and five. Buffalo will be six and two. It's three and a half games out of first place. Like eight to go. The, the season's essentially over. It's over. You're not making a wild card at that point. You've got to get to three and four. And they have yet to win on the road with Cam Newton. This is a road game. So I'm very interested in that. Of course, the Pittsburgh-Baltimore. What, what more do you have to say than 6-0 at 5-1? It's a division matchup. The way we go. Raiders-Broncos. I'm sorry. Raiders-Browns. I just think that's going to be a very, very entertaining game. The late games. There's, there's some decent ones. The two that I like the best, though. Uh, you know, not, not that Chargers-Denver isn't important and the loser of that game essentially knocks themselves out of realistic talk for a wild card but let me get locked in on new orleans versus chicago should be a slobber knocker you gotta expect cold weather in in chicago this time of year and then san francisco seattle san francisco seattle i'm digging that one too I don't know what we're getting here locally. I'd say we're probably going to get the New Orleans-Chicago game. That's probably the game of the week. But honestly, San Francisco-Seattle should be the game of the week. I mean, that is going to be a great game. 8 o'clock's Philly-Dallas. Nobody likes that. But uh, 
It'll be on. I'll have it on. Me and the wife probably won't watch a, a movie together. By the way, she does not watch scary movies. So whenever I watch the scary movies, it's just me and the dog. Uh, she is not a If she even hears the thought that it could be a scary movie, she says, nope, I'm out. You have fun. <laughs> I'll go. I'll be in the back doing something else. I am not watching that with you. So, um, but that's okay. Because I've always liked scary movies, and it's not something I'm ever going to give up. It might be the thing that eventually kills me. I mean that and, you know, some kind of heart disease. Let's be honest. Okay. Uh, it is time to uh, turn back time here on the armchair quarterbacks. And if I can get the music going, um, we're going to do this one, this music instead, as opposed to uh, the... Uh, your typical turn back time music since it's Halloween we will uh, put some Michael Myers music on there I don't even think I did this enough today either check this out hopefully hopefully this plays over and doesn't shut the other one off there you go huh 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 how you liking that yeah baby yeah baby I, I do actually like those movies too. <laughs> the Austin Power movies. I haven't seen those in a while. I woke up the other night and one, and one was on TV. Watched like 10 minutes of it and went back to sleep. I was like, man, I need to go back and watch uh, Austin Powers. Some funny stuff. Funny, funny movies. Uh, okay. On turn back time, if I can navigate my. I'll tell you what. My, uh, I can barely see. I'm glad this show's almost over. I can. You're not the only one who's, who's glad this show's almost over, McGee. Yeah, I hear you. Uh. First of all, just want to throw out for people who don't know what Halloween is. We all know it's celebrated on the 31st. Why is that? Well, it traditionally originated in the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain when people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts. And in the 8th century, Pope Gregory III designated November 1st as a time to honor all saints. And it, it quickly became known as All Saints Day. It's still a big deal up in up in the uh, Boston, Massachusetts area. All Saints Day got incorporated with with the uh, Samhain Celtic festival, and over time, Hall Halloween evolved into a day of trick or treats and treating, uh, you know, jack, jack o' lanterns, all that kind of stuff, you know, eating treats. Uh, but the main reason why it's to ward off evil spirits because All Saints Day is the next day. So that's that's what it's really about. Um, but we have fun with it on different levels here in the United States. Uh, also, we've kind of talked about it all single, all year long. I'm sorry, all show long. But we're going to go ahead and uh, hit this up one more time, is the fact that this is the 82nd the 82nd anniversary of the War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells. Orson Wells, narrated by Orson Wells. Um, it came on CBS radio. It was coast to coast. It was a nighttime broadcast. It scared the living hell out of people. There was even a 
New York Times article the very next day that says radio listeners in panic taking war drama as fact. Many flee homes to escape gas raid from Mars. Phone calls swamp the police broadcasts as the Wells fantasy took America by storm. Remember, you didn't have what we have now where if you're looking for me, is this real? And you flip over to CNN. Is that real? You flip over to Fox. Is that real? Right? So, you know, you had, you just had the radio outlet. And they thought they had something exclusive. There were only a few national radio broadcasts. I think NBC, CBS. I don't believe ABC was a, a thing back then with the radio broadcasts. If they were, they were not of the... A, uh, CBS and NBC were the two big ones. And then there's another one that I'm forgetting. The Columbia Broadcasting System, which is what we're on this morning. Um, yeah, 82 years ago. 82 years ago, Orson Welles. 82 years later, we got a couple of fat guys talking about sports. <laughs> I don't know if we've evolved. I don't know if that's a thing. Uh, birthdays, real quick, I'm just going to hit a few of them. Uh, Ty Detmer, you remember Ty Detmer? Hall of Fame, college Hall of Fame quarterback. He is, believe it or not, 53 years old today. Henry Ford, not that Henry Ford. Henry Ford, defensive end for the Oilers and the, and the, uh, and the Titans. He is 49 years old today. And throw one more at you. I don't know if you want to call him a Titan great or whatever, but Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota is just 27 years old today. He can still turn. He can still turn around, guys. He can still turn around. Uh, we are going to leave you with a uh trying to find it my god i can i cannot see anything out of this stupid mask we're going to leave you today with the end of the broadcast of the orson wells i believe if i hit this button right i've got it i finally took the mask off my face so to speak hopefully this is it can barely see my god that was a long two hours <laughs> hope y'all enjoyed it hope y'all had some fun with us we'll see you tomorrow tomorrow is halloween we'll, we got some stuff in store for tomorrow as well this is austin wells ladies and gentlemen out of character to assure you that the war of the world has no further significance than as the holiday offering it was intended to be the mercury theater's own radio version of dressing up in a sheet and jumping out of a bush and saying boo Starting now, we couldn't soap all your windows and steal all your garden gates by tomorrow night, so we did the best next thing. We annihilated the world before your very ears and utterly destroyed the CBS. You will be relieved, I hope, to learn that we didn't mean it and that both institutions are still open for business. So goodbye, everybody, and remember, please, for the next day or so, the terrible lesson you learned tonight. That grinning... Glowing, globular invader of your living room is an inhabitant of the pumpkin patch, and if your doorbell rings and nobody's there, that was no Martian. It's Halloween.
Friday, working stiffs. Everybody! Four, three, two, one! Happy weekend! <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, sweetheart, well, it's time to go. We're back tomorrow with another show. Well, unless we're fired, we'll talk to you then. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same back time, same back channel. Thanks for listening to Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for sports talk here on the First Coast. Armchair Quarterback Radio comes your way every day. Find Armchair Quarterbacks Radio on Facebook today. And don't forget to tap that app. The Armchair Quarterbacks app is free to download, and you can take us anywhere you go. You can hear the whole show every day on Armchair Quarterbacks app. haven't downloaded it yet the armchair quarterbacks app is the best app you can tap today google android apple iphone that's right download it tap that app today you can take the armchair quarterbacks app anywhere free to download free to use and important to have download it today tap that armchair quarterbacks app the best in southeast sports talk listen live or catch the replay i kind of like that i want to tap that